Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your Chakra Coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hey y'all, what is happening? How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Busy with life and work and family and all the things that I know are keeping you busy as well. So here's our friendly reminder to be sure that we're taking care of ourselves each day, each week. The small habits of self-care add up over time. Some of the messages I've gotten the past couple weeks as we've been exploring the yamas have been around extending grace to yourself and how difficult that can be. It isn't just the physical care, the physical ahimsa or nonviolence from episode 90 that we struggle with. It's our emotional self-care. Really noticing the thoughts we have about ourselves and how Finding the balance between truthful observation of where we are and where we want to be and using our internal dialogue to lift us up is not as easy as we might hope. We want to have compassion for ourselves. If we have a misstep, acknowledging it is one thing. Even exploring why it happened is one thing, but beating ourselves up over it is another It can be truthful to say that we didn't do the thing we said we were going to do, but it isn't truthful to say that we're bad people because of it, or that because the path isn't straight and without obstacle that we'll never get where we're going. It's not truthful, and it is harmful. Satya and Ahimsa, the first two yamas or guidelines of the eight-limbed path toward our greatest consciousness. These are the foundation of the path and they express themselves in all our chakras. If you haven't listened to episodes 90 and 91, we take a much deeper look at these two guideposts and how they affect the balance of our energy system, the chakras and the subtle body. So today we're on to the third yama and it's another one that seems very simple at first but goes so much deeper that's a theme right (laughs) i got a couple messages from people saying it was sort of painful to look under the surface of these things i mean partly because we we follow these rules at a very superficial level and then society labels us good or bad at it and that becomes part of our identity The yamas are asking us to look much more closely at things like nonviolence and truthfulness, much more deeply at thou shalt not lie or thou shalt not hurt others. The yamas ask us to not only apply these ethical practices to others, but to ourselves as well. And to realize the damage that we might unintentionally be doing to our own bodies, our own psyches, our own spiritual growth can be painful. It doesn't have to be, but it it can be. Whatever your experience is, it is yours. 
Now that's a slight diversion, but I bring it up because we're maybe going to bring up some stuff today that is also uncomfortable. The third yama, asteya, which translates to non-stealing. Okay, let's hit the simple stuff first. Non-stealing. Don't take things that aren't yours. Great. Done. I'm not a thief, so I'm practicing asteya. Next. Eh, well, <laughs> that's part of it, but you have to know by now that that isn't all. Let's start with stealing from others. That's pretty obvious in a lot of ways. If it isn't yours, don't take it. We're going to get into the concept of mine maybe later, but this is pretty basic. The kind of thing we learn as children. The other thing we learn as children is how to want things that other people have, but we'll get to that another time. So where is the complexity here? Well, I'll share with you something that people steal all the time. Time. Time is an incredibly valuable resource in this life because we absolutely cannot make more of it. But we take it from each other and ourselves all the time. If you agree to meet someone at 7 and you don't show up until 7.15, you've stolen 15 minutes of their time. If you're off work for the weekend and your boss calls with a project, they've stolen your time. I see it in in yoga classes regularly. The teacher wants to do a few extra poses so the class ends up going five minutes long. The intention was to give the students more, but for some of those students, they've lost time. Now this might sound dramatic, five minutes here or there doesn't make a huge difference maybe, but it's an example of things that we take that aren't ours or have taken from us or let be taken from us. Now that said, I do understand that there is a cultural component to time. In some cultures, timeliness is uh, much more fluid. It's just much more fluid and it's understood that schedules are one thing and time is another. But for most of you listening to this show, we live in a monochronistic society and we steal time and have our time stolen. Side note, This is why we do well to set boundaries, both physical and emotional. It's a lot of sacral chakra and solar plexus chakra work to understand our personal expectations of how our time is respected and how we respect others. There's a lot of crossovers these days between work and personal time. So the work, the internal work, is for us to determine how we're going to live with that. Can we put Boundaries around when we'll answer emails or take calls or send emails and make calls. I feel like my phone steals my time. Sometimes I go on it for just a a quick thing and 45 minutes later I find myself emerging from a scrolling rabbit hole. I've stolen my own time. And maybe that's okay. Maybe I wanted to spend my time that way. But what about those times when we meant to be doing other things? It's tricky. It's tricky. I know. I'm not asking you to change anything. More to just start thinking about where we can stop stealing from ourselves in this case. Now, time is just one example of something impacted by Ashtaya. How about stealing emotions? We've all known someone, or maybe even seen this tendency in ourselves, someone who always has to one-up 
the conversation, who turns every experience into a story about themselves. And I know that for some people, this is an effort to connect with others, and I respect that. It's a legitimate way to form bonds. Now, what I'm talking about is when you're sharing with me your excitement over something amazing that's just happened to you, and instead of being excited with you, I tell you a story about how an even better thing happened to me. I've stolen your joy. It, it sounds a little trite, but that's what's happening. Now, we can do this to ourselves as well. Have you ever been really proud of yourself for something and then shut down your own sense of worth by saying, oh, lots of people do it better, or I, I should have done more? You're stealing a moment from yourself, and I know we do this so often. Maybe because we don't think pride is a good emotion or because we don't want to seem arrogant or because we think that in order to feel good about our accomplishments, they have to be the most or the best or perfect. An example from my own life very recently. I decided that I wanted to learn to play the guitar. I'm actually, I've actually wanted to learn for years. I just finally did something about it. So... I've been playing about three weeks now, and, and no surprise, I'm not playing at a professional level. Of course not. But I practice a little each day. My default, my go-to, is to be disappointed in myself that I am not ready to play a concert, which I know intellectually is ridiculous, but all my lower chakras all speak up to say, who are you? To create something like this. Trying something new is risky and embarrassing. People are going to make fun of you. But that's stealing my creativity, my sense of play, my right to do something that brings me joy. And it blocks not just my root, sacral, and solar plexus chakras, but stifling that joy dims my heart. And stifling that expression closes my throat. I mean, no thanks. So, and maybe you'll think this is silly, but I've taken to announcing out loud, I'm getting so much better at this. I am having so much fun. And sometimes I'm the only person who even hears me say it. My dog sometimes hears me too, and she agrees with me. I am getting better and I am having fun. But I want to practice Ashteya. I want to contribute to my wellness emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. I simply will not steal that from myself. And I have to work at it. Maybe you do too. Where are you taking from yourself instead of giving? Where are you subtracting from your worth instead of adding to it? That is one of the most important things we learn in the practice of non-stealing. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. And on the other side, are we stealing other people's value, their happiness. Do you ever catch yourself trying to prove, maybe on social media, that you're happier than someone else? I know that we've all heard about how our 
Public presence is a highlight reel and not the day-to-day of our lives, not the heartache. It can be hard not to contribute to that tendency. I also think jealousy contributes to stealing other people's happiness. I'm sure you've known people, or even done it yourself, those times when we feel a little jealous or resentful and try to bring a happy person down. I've heard people say that someone needs to be put in their place, and I totally understand that impulse, but that is some out-of-balance root and sacral chakra stuff right there. Acting from a scarcity mindset, that there isn't enough joy to go around, that someone else having some will take away our potential for joy, we hate that feeling. So we might lash out or talk behind their backs, bringing them down, stealing something from them that we can't return. And we're free to make that choice, of course. I just, I just don't know that it's leading us to where we want to be. So I think it's pretty easy to see how stealing time and joy from someone, or ourselves for that matter, can be hurtful on our journey. But this next one is a, a little more difficult, for me at least, to really wrap my head around. Are we stealing our sorrows, our struggles, our challenges, and in the end, stealing the right to grow? It is so hard to watch someone we love hurt. When our children are hurt, we want to do anything we can to make it better. When our friend is experiencing heartache, we want to jump right in with ways to fix it or numb the pain. And I know that sometimes a temporary numbing is helpful, but long-term or even medium-term, when we take someone's struggle away from them or minimize it or step in and do the work for them, we might be taking away their opportunity to grow into who they want to be. And we can do this to ourselves as well. Avoiding pain and loss of any kind at all times is a surefire way to stay right where you are. That can mean avoiding trying new things, connecting with people, or dampening our more painful emotions. But rarely do we grow from ease. A chick hatching from an egg needs the struggle, the difficulty, the growth that happens from pecking her way out. If we stop that process, the chick dies. And maybe that sounds dramatic, but if you truly look back, your greatest moments of growth, the moments that led you to where you are now, the person who is listening to this podcast because she wants to know what's possible in her life, that didn't come from comfort, which is a huge bummer because that would be amazing. But for the most part, if we steal challenge from ourselves or someone else, we're denying them a chance for something. Now, let's be clear, that isn't an excuse. That isn't an excuse to sit back and allow human suffering or contribute to it or to say to someone, oh, excellent, here's a tragedy, a loss in your life, lucky you, because that isn't practicing nonviolence or even basic kindness. But I do think that when we're conscious, when we're really trying to practice these yamas we've spent the last few weeks talking about, 
we can find a balance between providing comfort, relieving suffering, which are both likely who we want to be, and stealing growth from ourselves or others, which is likely not who we want to be. Esteya asks us to be present in the moment, not taking from the past or from the future, just being present with ourselves and acting with compassion when that's what's needed. The yogic path, and remembering that it isn't poses like a yoga class, the yogic path is about balance, much like chakra work. Actually, it isn't like chakra work, it is chakra work because all of these things are part of the same path. The yamas are guides to help us find balance and healing in our energy, in our physical bodies as well, but definitely in the subtle body of the chakra system. So that's our third yama, asteya, non-stealing. Not stealing physical things, of course, but also emotions, rejecting or minimizing our feelings, joy or sorrow. I talk all the time, all the time about taking care of yourself. And when we don't take care of ourselves, we're stealing from our future health, our future happiness, our future selves. And maybe in some cases, that's the sacrifice we're willing to make. But let's make it intentional and not take something from ourselves for something momentary. I do this so often, it isn't even funny. So for this week, for this week, maybe we make an agreement with ourselves and with each other that we'll practice Ashtaya for our future health and wellness. Let me know how you do, or let me know if you just think I'm full of it. You can let me know on uh, social media. You can follow Your Chakra Coach on Instagram or Facebook, and I will get back to you if you have any questions. If you find that you're enjoying the show and you'd like to support me in making it, please consider going to the Patreon page and making a donation. All those links will be in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this series on the Yamas, and I'll see you all again next week. Have a great day. Bye.